Hello everyone, thank you once again for joining me on uh, another episode of the Parenting Podcast. Um, and do you know, there's something I really, really, really want to share with you today. And that mainly, the big thing we're going to be talking about is six things I would now share with my younger self mum. So I was a mum when I was 18 and, and 24. So by the time I was 24, I had my two beautiful, beautiful babies. And, you know, I look back with uh, confidence that I did a good job. I really do. I also look back sometimes and think I really messed it up sometimes. Um, and and I worked my hardest with the tools that I had to be the greatest parent that I could be. Um, I had a lot of trauma going on, um, fear around their father uh, and all of that. But you know what? I've done so much work to actually um, deal with all of that stuff that when I do look back, I think actually in amongst all of that, I... I look back with confidence that I really did do a good job and I'm really proud of that. And, uh, and I've come up with six things today that I would tell my younger self, my, se- my younger mummy self, um, things that I think would have helped me um, to be even more confident at the time. So that those things that I messed up on are those things that I do remember that I think, oh, if I if I knew then what I know now, I would tell go back and tell myself and I would make it better. Um And, you know, I thought I would share that with you today because I keep thinking about what I'm actually doing um, for you parents, for you mummies mainly out there. And I work with mummies and daddies, so it's for both of you. But, you know, I work with so many people that just seem to be in a fear based, anxiety based parenting style um, that is absolutely crippling people and they really don't know what to do with their children when they hit around kind of two and a half, three and suddenly the children have got a voice, they're strong, they're becoming independent, their speech and language is good, their physical development is good and their emotional intelligence is developing. But, you know, the the outbursts that they're having are so great that parents turn into quivering wrecks, really, um, to be honest with you. They just... They just don't know which way to turn. And um, the thing is, they want to do the best thing for their children. They want to do the best thing for their child that is constantly having a meltdown. But they're just fearful. They become fearful of their own child, you know, and I really feel for them. And so what I'm really doing to help as many of you, you as I can is really to step out of that anxiety, to step into your own brilliance, to understand who you are, remember who you are before you were a mum, before you were a dad, remembering who you are, understanding what boundaries you need to set, understanding how much and how great you need to focus on yourself um, in order to give your children the best upbringing. Because if you're confident and resilient and happy in your own skin, then you will be giving your children a better start all round. You'll be more confident in dealing with these meltdowns and you know, emotional outbursts that our children naturally have. They should be having them. Um, and that's that's what I'm really trying to do, to get you parents to feel more empowered in your own skin. Remember who you are um, and, and really become that parent that you know you can be, that you know you deserve to be. And it's why you became a parent, so you could do the best by your children, the best you possibly can with them. Um, I hope you get rid of those kind of limiting beliefs and there there will be loads of limiting beliefs coming through to parents and parenting rather um pushes us to a limit and un unravels and unveils 
so many limiting beliefs around um, whether you're good enough, whether you're smart enough to do this, whether, um, you know, you can do this, whether people are judging you, why they're judging you and and all sorts of different things come out, really. So it's for me to help you get into an abundance mindset so that you can do this job with confidence and resilience. Um, so that and that's really why why I'm here now. Coming back to six things I would tell my younger self, it started with three and then it went to four and then it went to five. I ended up with six and I'm sure there might be some more, but, um, you know, I'm going to stick with six right now. Um, And I'm really going to share with you what I think I would tell my younger self right now to help me along a little bit, to give me a little bit more confidence, because sometimes I crumble, too, Um, especially when you've got other traumas going on and situations and breakdowns. You might be going through a marriage breakdown or moving house or whatever. They're the sort of traumas that I mean, that you have added pressure into being a parent, working full time. you know, a big mortgage to pay, all of those stresses and strains that come. But what would I tell my younger self? So number one in telling my younger self would be to set my boundaries, to know my limits and set my boundaries. And we talk an awful lot in parenting about um, setting boundaries with our children so that they can feel safe and secure within that. So if, for instance, if you're, I don't know, if you're wanting to sit at the table and you want the boundary to be that, we, we need to sit at the table and we have a nice conversation while we're sitting at the table. You create that atmosphere and that environment for your child, of course. You can't just say to them, right, you're going to sit down, we're going to have a chat and that's it. You create that lovely, warm environment with them to actually encourage them to do it. But if your boundaries are that we don't get down from the table and sit on the sofa to eat our dinner, we're going to sit together, you know, in the table, you set those boundaries and then you be consistent with what the rules are around those boundaries. And the safer and stronger you are within that, the better the children respond. Um, and I th- I truly think that you need to set your own boundaries as a mum, as a dad for yourself so that you don't become all consuming mum or dad and you forget who you are. Because I truly feel that by setting your own boundaries, for instance, you might be saying, OK, I'm going to be the best mum I possibly can be. But on a Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to go to fitness because it's one of the things that goes completely out of the window. When we can't become a parent, everything else seems to go out of the window and everything is all consuming for the children. But what we're not doing is focusing on ourselves and making sure that we are um, we have our emotional cup filled. Now, I know that's a lot of hype going on around this sort of stuff right now, but it is so important to make sure that you have your own things going on, because I honestly believe as well that it's really good for our children to see that we have our own interests. It gives them the idea that, OK, I can be mum here and I can be mum all the time that I'm with you. I can be mum 100 percent of the time. But that time between Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday for an hour each time, I'm going to go and step out and I'm going to have my own time. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's a boundary. And if the children are then resistant, they're crying, they don't want you to go. You need to build that confidence to say, you'll be fine. You're with dad, you're with mum. I'm going to go. And you go and you tell them you love them. You give them a kiss and you go. Um, That might be going out with a friend. 
you know, that's one thing again that goes right out of the window. You really need to keep up your social interaction, not around the children, just literally something for yourself. Remembering who you are and this is something for yourself. Getting your hair done, getting your nails done. Don't take the children with you. Um, and it just gives them a really good insight that, oh, actually, I should do things for myself and it's good to look after myself. Um, so you're actually providing a really good role modelling for them um, at this point. So I think you need to set your boundaries. I also think setting boundaries as well is something. So a boundary I set with my children was when we were sitting eating dinner, um, I didn't want them to sit on my lap and then take the food off of my plate. You know, it's not that I was being greedy and I wanted to eat my own food, but, you know, that was that's my food. I wanted to eat it off of my own plate and enjoy it myself. And I wanted and expected them to sit with me, have a conversation, but eat their own food. And I see that sometimes if, if a parent is, you know, parent, parents that I work with, I'd never say to them, don't do that. I would never put my own kind of um energy into saying you mustn't do that because it's better that they sit around the table and have a conversation that's what I wanted that was my own boundary um but I I just didn't want them sitting on my lap and taking food off of my plate I just didn't like it so that's a boundary I set my children never did it you know and and I felt good about that so it's things like that really it's 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 all about your family values but also mainly about your own personal boundaries as a person, not even as a mum or a dad at that point, but as a person, what are your own personal boundaries? It might be that you don't want the children to get into bed in the morning. It might be that you're happy that they get into bed in the morning. It doesn't matter what it is, but done in a safe and secure way with the children, it can help them feel confident and it will help them feel safe and secure in the fact that these boundaries exist for them and these boundaries exist for you. So if there's one thing I would tell my younger self is, is set some boundaries um, and feel OK about that. You know, feel confident in that and feel good that you can do that. Um, just, yeah, that's OK. We're still going. <laughs> I've changed my screen and I was worried that I'd stopped recording. And as you know, with my podcast, I do everything very naturally. So um, I'm fine. I'm in the right bit. So number two, number two of things I would tell my younger mummy self is to set my own values. Um, now, that could be deemed similar to my own boundaries, but I think I heard a really good podcast the other day, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of this guy, but he was a doctor in this um, in this country and very well known. Some of you might know him. But anyway, I was listening to him, really lovely to listen to, and he was talking so much about setting your own values, and I thought, God, that was lovely. So we can lose ourselves as a parent. We can lose our own identity. Many a time I hear people saying, sort of six seven months into having a baby god I've forgotten who I am I've suddenly become Jack's mum um and I've I'm not I'm not myself anymore I don't even I'm not even referred to by my name anymore I'm just Jack's mum and it's almost like you disappear into the background you've got this massive job to do but you you lose who you are and I think he was talking a lot this doctor about having setting your own values and I've spent quite a lot of time this week thinking what are my values that I like to live my life by and I'm going to continue doing this in myself now but this is something I tell my younger self and something he was talking about was instead of thinking that your identity is you are a mum you are a doctor um, you are a wife you you think okay in my role as a mum 
and this is this is the values that I've set for myself is in my role as a mum I want to be supportive I want to be the go-to person that will always listen to my children and offer that support where I can when I go to work and this is what I'm doing now when I go to work I want to be supportive I want to be the best person I can be for somebody who wants a, a listening ear you know, somebody who just wants to sit down and have a chat. I want to be supportive for them, not suddenly dictate loads of stuff and tell them what to do, but just be supportive. Sit down, have a cup of tea and and have a chat with them. Same with the children. I just want them to feel that I would be supportive, that if they needed me, I'm there for them. And then another value that I really live by is um, having empathy, really understanding that I have feelings, you have feelings, and I sometimes I need to listen to what's going on on your side of the fence to understand how that's affecting your day. And I feel that actually I'm I'm pretty good at that, to be honest with you. I do tune into other people's feelings um, rather well, and um, I'm able to empathise with them. So not being patronising or, you know, suddenly giving, again, loads of advice at that point, but just tuning in and kind of mirroring how they're feeling a little bit. And just just like, again, offering a supportive, um, a supportive way, I suppose, but just really tuning in to those people and understanding sometimes what's going on for them. And then when I'm a mum, I do it with the children, you know, um, when when you understand what's going on for them sometimes when they're having a complete and utter meltdown what's going on in their world this is really tough this isn't about me at this point this is about them and and the way i can be supportive coming back to that lovely lovely value is to actually be there with them and just tell them i've got your back buddy i'm here for you you know when we've calmed we'll have a chat but we're going to have a cuddle now you know and then the other the other value that i really like to live by is to be friendly um i think it there's there's such value in that in just being a nice warm friendly kind person um smiling at somebody in the street i always think is a nice thing um saying good morning to people as you're walking walking by when you're in the beach you know i say good morning or hi or something it's it's just being friendly with people and it feels warm and people like that people really like that you don't always get a response from someone but it is nice to say good morning um and it's just nice to be friendly so i'm living myself living my life now i've decided to say that wherever i am whether i'm um, offering support to a parent whether i'm at work whether i'm with my children whether i'm with my grandson with my friends i'm going to be supportive and i am it's not that i'm going to be i am supportive and i do have empathy i show empathy i have empathy i understand my feelings and their feelings and i'm friendly and i think i would really like to have gone back to my younger self and, and give those three values back then because i, I was still like that but i was an ident i had an identity as a mum you know, I was a mum and then I was a teacher and, you know, just trying, I suppose, not to absorb that whole, I am a mum, therefore I'm invisible, you know, losing your identity, losing who you are and you just become Jack's mum. Um, it's really good to set your own values and that teamed with boundaries is, is really nice. And then the third one, um, oh, I've done the third one. <laughs> That's really funny. So don't lose your own identity was my next one. Um, not becoming someone else. You know, you are you. Um, you are your own person in your own right. Um, and therefore you have different roles to play. You have a mum role to play, a doctor role to play, a work role to play, whatever it is, a friend role to play. But you can 
you don't have to absorb that identity, which is obviously what I've talked about. And then number four, um, I've written here, you need to be strong and not a quivering wreck. Um, and I mean that with lots of empathy and support um, and friendliness behind it, of course, because that's that are my values. But I do I do believe that you do need to be strong. Now, some people will think, well, you know, perhaps we don't need to feel as strong as, as we ought to. I, I like to, to live by the fact that I'm strong. I'm strong minded. And I think it's really good for your children to see that you're strong. And being strong for me means kind of being able to have that empathy uh, in showing your children a range of emotions. You know, it, we always want to keep our children happy. That's what every parent will say to me. I just want my child to be happy. I don't think that's realistic. I think it's more productive to say um, it's good for my child to have a range of emotions, to really understand how to deal with a range of emotions so that they are emotionally intelligent. You know, because that gives them that gives them strength. If they're in a difficult situation, if you're in a difficult situation, the last thing you want to do is crumble. It is hard dealing with situations sometimes. I get it. Um, but rather than crumble all the time, it is good to think that, OK, I understand how to react in that. I understand. I was put on the spot on my own doorstep the other day um, by a situation and it took me off guard completely. Um, but in that situation this 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 guy wasn't happy that I got my car parked out the front of my house and you know it's my house and everything but at that point I showed empathy for him and I was supportive I just did it really naturally and I was really friendly um then when I came indoors I got a little bit riled with it thinking oh I wish I'd thought about something else really and thought that I should have been stronger in myself but I actually felt quite good really that I didn't I, I didn't end up a quivering wreck on the doorstep but I think I think that our children need to know that we have their back they need to know that above all when they're having the greatest meltdown there is or they're confused about something or they need you they need to feel that you are there for them um and you can show emotion it's okay for you to get emotional but as long as you don't dump your emotion on them they do not need to feel that you're a quivering wreck in the fact that you're so ang anxious about something or nervous about something, not in control about something. That makes it very unstable, makes their boundaries very unstable. Um, so they just need to feel that you've got this backbone, that you've got this strength um, to actually be there for them when they need you. So when they're having a meltdown, you are not mirroring them by saying, oh, you're kicking off again. Stop it. Pack it in. I won't have you speak to me like that. You know, that that's not what they need to hear right then. It's OK. In your head, you're thinking, yeah, I understand. You've just told me that you hate me for the fifth time. That's not really nice. But you're going to let that go over your head because going off on a tangent a little bit, I truly believe that when children have a complete meltdown um, and they're out of it, they suddenly have this bank of communication and phrases that come out of nowhere. Wherever it is, it's like a little section in their brain where all these words are stored, where suddenly they hate you and you're the worst mum or dad ever and they just want to kill you and stab you. I mean, I've had all of that. Um, children at nursery that feel really comfortable with me. I've, I had a little boy once said that he's going to chop my head off. You know, I thought charming. But anyway, I didn't absorb it. I completely didn't absorb it. I literally just sat there and said, OK, fine, but we're still going to sit here. He just needed to know at that point, really, that I was calm. I was collected and I was there for him. Um, we can talk about that afterwards if they want to, when they are calm and collected back again and when they are, they are 
um, have they've come back down to calm and they're co-regulated with us and they're back to self-regulation. Um, but, you know, um, they just need to know that, they've, that you've got their back. I just don't think it's fair to add all of your emotion onto them because they can't deal with their own emotions right now because of the way their brain is developing. So to add all of your emotions into them as well is just not fair. They don't need that. They really don't need that. If you need to be a quivering wreck, in my opinion, you need to go and do that with a friend and have a complete meltdown or come and get some help and I'll help you with that. You know, um, but children pick up on that big time. If you are nervous, if you are anxious, if you're worried about everything all of the time, it's just not a good place to be. And I know that we all worry. It, it is a natural thing. And it is it is part of parenting is we should worry. That is part of our job. But not worrying to a state where, you know, it actually affects the way you're parenting. That, that's not OK for me. Um, and then number five. I've put here number five do it your own way and fuck everyone else now excuse me you know um do excuse me I feel a bit like that today but you know do it your way what I truly believe about that phrase about that self and this is what I would have told myself um is you you really know in your heart what kind of a parent you want to be and I think it's really important that when you're looking around to think, OK, this is the parent I want to be, but I'm not sure about that. And I go and get that piece of advice and then I go to someone else and get another piece of advice. And I get that video and that book to read. And you end up with so many different pieces of advice. You don't really know. You can't really remember which way was your way because their way is that way and their way is best. And this way is best. And there's all different sorts of parenting styles out there. Um and I think that was that is one thing as my younger self that I decided to do, because um, there were there were some traits that my mum had that I didn't like. Um, sometimes I wasn't heard and I wasn't listened to. And it was sort yourself out, go away and st- stop having a tantrum when you've calmed yourself down, come back. I didn't want to be like that as a parent. I wanted to make sure that if my children needed me, they were there. I didn't manby pamby around them at all, but I did offer them a safe harbour that they could come to me if there was something wrong. And I wasn't going to send them away and say, right, sort yourself out and then come back to me when you when you're done kind of thing. Um, And I think that what's really important about this point is that from your heart, you know what values you want as a parent and for your family. And within your heart, you then look for, if you need some advice, look for the parenting style that matches your heart as closely as possible and always follow that person. I mean, I would like to think there's a lot of people out there that would think that my style of parenting is a good way of parenting. Um, And I know it's a good way of parenting. 90% of the, the natural way I parented was this way. Um, and I think I've worked with so many parents now offering the same sort of tips and tricks and advice and how to look after themselves and all of that, that actually it's proved it's worth time and time again. So I feel that and there are certain certain people that I will follow. Alfie Cohn is a really good one. Unconditional parenting, uh, Dan Siegel, anything he writes, I'm really into um, the whole brain child and the other one was now the whole brain child um I'm sure you're screaming at me that you know what the other one is right now but I can't see it the power of showing up is another one. Oh, that was the other one the whole bit the power of showing up brilliant books definitely recommend those um so they're they're closest to the kind of style of parenting that I uh 
I do and they're people that I follow. Even when I did my uh, parent coaching training because I wanted a qualification to say that I was uh, qualified as a parent coach in addition to my teaching degrees, um, I really looked around first to see what type of and I particularly wanted a parent coaching um, syllabus to, you know, course to study. And I made sure that from my heart, I knew what my values were. And I looked for a, a company that was closest to my values as a parent. Um, and I picked that company. So, and I felt good about that. And, you know, there were a lot of really good realisations going through that. And obviously my children were adults at the time that really I got it right. In my opinion, I got it right when they were younger. And I was quite overwhelmed quite a lot of the time thinking, my God, my children are adults. And I did that when they were younger. And I'm proud of that, that I did that, whatever it was, when they were younger. Um, so, you know, I, I'm quite key on that. Do it your own way and sod everyone else. Um, find out what suits you. And then follow that person or follow that those series of books or whatever. Um, it'll be less confusing for you and it'll be easier when you do hit something or you do hit a blockage, um, a, a bump in the road to actually think, I still want my true values as a parent um, to come through. But how do I do that next bit? Go to the people that you know would have your back, that would do it your way. Um Otherwise, it won't feel right. It will feel very, very disjointed. Um, and, you know, I, I remember one of my earliest memories of being a mummy, one mummy friend that we had. She was really power over and very strict with her children. And yes, she would smack their hand and stuff like that. And I just felt, you know, I was like 19 at the time with my baby. So it was very like, oh, my God, am I doing it the right way? Am I not? But I knew very, very distinctively then at the time that I will not be smacking my children that is not for me the right way forward because um, they're learning everything there is about life they are learning right now so why would I smack them for doing something wrong I would not expect to go to a job and do something wrong and get whacked over the head for it or whacked on the hand for it just for doing something wrong that would not be all right we wouldn't accept that we would not accept that. And I feel really passionate, as you can probably hear about that, that why would we then do that to our children? It makes absolute no sense. And it's it's physical abuse. It's not all right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that that one. Do it your way. Do it your way and find people that will help you with it. And then number six, um, I did a really funny post about it today. And I thought, do I send it out or do I not? But I did. Um, and it was all about being perfect. That it doesn't exist. There is so much evidence out there now to say that if people say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. And I think, oh, more for you, um, quite honestly, because I just think uh, Tony Robbins came up with a great quote. And he said, if you feel that you are a perfectionist, you're actually it is actually the lowest form of success. Trying to be perfect is the lowest form of success because you never actually achieve it. You never win. You never get there. You know, if you're trying to be perfect all the time, you're not open. You're not willing. Um, you're not open to suggestion. Um, you're not open to growth because everything is a failure and everything you'll just be beating yourself up on. Um, and parenting is a journey, certainly not of being perfect. You are never going to get there. I have an 80-20 rule of parenting. So 80% of the time um, you get it right. You learn. 
um, you, you, you learn, basically, you learn how to be a parent, you get the advice, you get the support, and you learn how to do it right. 20% of the time, forgive yourself. You are a human being. Um, it's not going to be perfect. You are going to have those times where you do lose it and you do raise your voice and you shout. But it's all about the repair when you come back. Um, it's something a lot. It's one point I, I go into a lot in my coaching. Um, so perfectionism does not exist. You know, so if there's one limiting belief, and this is what I was saying in my post this morning, if there's one limiting belief that I could just literally take out of your head, dump it and let it go, it would be that one. And if you can't let it go, then we have to look deeper. We have to find out where this perfectionist kind of um, belief has come from so that we can heal it and we can rewrite your brain to think something different. Um, because obviously uh, the, the subconscious brain is running 95% of your day. So if you're running your brain thinking, oh, I can't do that because I've got to be perfect. I've got to do that. I've got to do that and be perfect about it. And if I'm not perfect, then what? You beat yourself up. So you just don't go there. It's like we have to find out where that source of belief comes from, heal it and then move on. But honestly, just drop it. Um, maybe it's easier for me to say than, than it actually being done because I don't believe in perfectionism at all. Uh, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So that's one thing I would do as well. So they are, let me just go back. They are my six things that I would tell my younger mummy self. And you as younger mummies, um, because now I'm a grandma, it doesn't make me old, but I am a grandma and I'm loving it, I have to say. Um, I just want to be that person to help you think, OK, this is what I would tell my younger mummy self. And you are the younger mummy. So these are the six things I would tell you really to, to re-listen to this, go back over it and write those points down and actually start doing that, taking action to start doing these points because it will make you stronger. It will help you be more confident. It will help you get rid of this fear, anxiety based parenting and it will put you back in the driving seat. Because you need to be in control. You don't need to be controlling. That's very two very different things for me. But you do need to be in control when it comes to parenting. So that is what I've got for you today. Um, I'm very happy about that. And if you like this, please. Um, now, what do I need to say? If you like this, like it. I think you can like it. Um, if you can make a comment, great. If you follow it, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, if you find this style of parenting good and if you like what I'm saying, then let me know. Um, and if you'd like to work with me, then uh, you can DM me, you can email me, you can find me on my website. And um, I hope that was helpful. You have a good weekend and I'll speak to you all soon.